Welcome to this Centrum podcast. For more podcasts or to join Centrum programs building creativity in community, visit us at centrum.org. I'm Michelle Haygood, and this is On Air, a podcast focusing on conversations with artists and creatives from Centrum's residency community. I am broadcasting to you from the lands and waters of the Coast Salish people in a place known as Katai to the Sklalem people and today known as Port Townsend, Washington. This podcast is focused on bringing artists together in community to explore the ways that place, process, and the personal intersect. We dive into the many ways that artists are responding to the current times, affecting change, and finding sustenance during health, climate, and social crisis. Join us and take an hour to be in residence and unpack your own relationships to creativity, time, and place. Thank you for being here and enjoy this episode. Hi, and welcome back. I am excited to bring you another installment from our 2022 podcast series with our artists and writers who are in residence in October of 2022. And this was our ninth year of the Emerging Artists Residency Program and the first year that we had an emerging writers cohort coordinated by our program manager for writers, George Marie, who you'll hear from later in the series. And as a result, we have five conversations. We'll be bringing you one of those today. And out of all those conversations, it's a total of 10 individuals who joined us for the month of October. And this group of residents received stipends, housing, and studio spaces. But most importantly, they were encouraged to take this time to rest, recover, and tend to all the things that are necessary for the creative processes to take place. For this series, we asked the residents to pair up among themselves and interview each other. This format seeks to capture the essence of what happens during a residency, wherein individuals have lots of solo time, but also have chances to connect with each other and share surprising details about their lives and pursuits and processes, unfettered by a formal interviewer or agenda. In today's conversation, we will hear Christian Viston and Josephine Lee illuminate the threads that connect their work, and the ways that materials and water serve as physical and metaphorical keystones to both of their practices. Both of these artists, one working in painting and the other in biomaterials, find that they share interests in the ways that regeneration, repair, and nourishment play central roles. These two people bring deep insights into each other's practices, and you'll want to look at images of their work as they talk and transport you into that very special place of the artist's mind. Enjoy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I, I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Um, I'm Christian. I am an artist and uh, yeah, like I also curate and write. Um, I mostly make paintings. 
I'm based uh, in Delta and Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, on um, unceded Musqueam, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Sawasan territories. Um, yeah. Um, I'm Josephine. I'm also uh, from Vancouver uh, and based in kind of the, I guess, like eastern mainland part of Vancouver um, on the territories, unceded territories of the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh and Musqueam peoples. Um, I haven't been there very long. I guess it's only been, I guess, a handful of years. Uh, and oh, I'm a artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Uh, interdisciplinary artist. I work through all mediums um, and ranges, and I also have a background in uh, science. And so I work. Um, lots of my work kind of deal with. Uh, science and technology in some way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> the backward the background in science. Yeah, I did my first undergrad in um uh a bachelor in science and agriculture and oh, wow. animal science. Animal science and um a little bit of like soil science, I guess uh-huh. environmental science. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That that makes sense actually. Oh, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Um, so what, I guess, yeah. What have you been up to here? <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, I've been working on a project, working um, on a project that I've been kind of fiddling with for the past year and a half, I guess. Um, and it primarily deals with creating um, biomaterials, which are kind of like different ways to make sustainable uh, materials like glass, ceramics, concrete, plastics. Um, For all intents and purposes, they they look like those materials, but they're either like biodegradable or compostable in some some way. And they use that um, to kind of, um, for a larger sort of um, exploration of, uh, environmental and racial equity within mm-hmm. our society. And yeah, how about you, Christian? <laughs> what have you been up to at Centrum? Um, that's really cool what you just said. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I have a question. But um, yeah, I've been so mostly here, or like here, I've been painting a bunch. And, um, yeah, kind of trying to uh, have a show coming up uh, in December. Mm, congratulations. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like a, what do you call it? It's a plug. Yeah. <laughs> it's a like Unit 17. Or everybody go see it. <laughs> yeah, go see it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm tr- kind of trying to develop like a body of work or like not even a, just like a bunch of work for that show and kind of, I don't know, I find that here it feels like 
a lot of the things that I've been thinking. I think I'm trying to like coalesce a lot of the things that I've been thinking about into this show. I it, I think because it's like also like a, I don't know. It's like a solo show, which feels like a kind of I don't know. It's like your your like opportunity to like present yourself in the way that you want to, like in kind of also like in around. Like it's like I kind of think of it as like uh, you're like making your own context or something because mm. it's like just your things in a room, you know, no one else's or like nothing else, really. So I feel like I'm trying to like really get to the, like a bunch of ideas that I've been thinking about over the past couple of years, and um, yeah, like a lot of those things revolve around this idea. Of or like the materiality of water um, as a, yeah, just like the materiality of water and how important it is mm. in, I think, I mean, in, um, I don't know, it's like such an important material in like artistic practice. And I think that's something that I'm trying to uh, work with as well as like also like how it relates to certain parts of like my experience as like part of the Filipino diaspora and how um, water is so central to that. Just like this, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, yeah, I think uh, we discussed this, I guess in one of our previous unrecorded discussions yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> or chats um, and I was really fascinated by your uh, exploration of water uh, and the way that you the way that you kind of examine it in terms of your paintings and I was wondering if you can oh, do yeah, you want to paintings in, sorry I said, oh, yeah, I make paintings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did say that at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but I was wondering if you wanted to speak a little bit more about that because it is such a central feature and uh, thematic. Yeah. Like your paintings with water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, I think um, painting with water. Um, yeah, I think I paint or like the way that I've been painting has been kind of this uh yeah it's like this like uh way that I've developed uh it's a way that it's a way of painting that I've developed like where I paint with just like I paint kind of just with the paint and water and then the substrate like and the substrates usually or like the uh like it's usually paper or muslin and usually like un un uh there's like i don't make a ground so like usually you would use a gesso or something to paint on but i just paint directly on the material and i think initially when i did that i was kind of thinking about this idea of um, unground or like eliminating the ground of the paintings and like how I don't know it's like almost like a play on words but like how that kind of 
like I was relating that to immigrating and like the idea of um, being on a different ground or like kind of like ungrounding yourself from your from where you were and like coming to a different place um and i guess like i wanted to see what my marks or what kind what would happen to my marks without a ground um and i mean yeah and i i kind of learned that like this way of working with water and like paper or muslin like what happens to the marks is they become to me like really um consequential in that they like seep into the fibers of the material that you're painting on so they um yeah like they change the material in a way but they also feel like they because they're kind of they seep in there and also it's like water-based like everything that you put on top of those marks end up affecting or like the previous marks end up affecting the ones that come after so there's like the sense of um lineage in uh the mark making or like in the in the painting i think that's like only possible because it's like a water because it's like water based and like because all these different the paint the paper the muslin like all these different materials respond to water in a particular way mm. and um yeah i was like really kind of drawn to that thing you said like the other day at the beach about thinking about hybridity or like you were saying how like in you're basically talking about hybridity in like paint and water and like this kind of like entanglement of water and paint as a kind of hybridity i thought that was just so like uh yeah i was yeah i was yeah i i i really like how you you talk about that um and the word that you use just like lineage because it seems such a it seems like such a important um mm an important kind of word for all the things that you're ex describing and how you explore diaspora and sort of like the, the function of the water within your paintings as a medium, but also as like this, um, like, like this fluid, um, vast body um, that kind of bisects where you were from and mm. where you are and but at the same time it like seeps and it saturates through all these different layers and these distortions or abstractions of your paintings mm. and so there is a i think that's it's um for me something very compelling about that is the that it, it um there is no like stopping the the like sort of mm. that uh that through line that mm -hmm. seems to work its way between the material that you're using and the histories that you're exploring and they like whether they're emotional or spiritual or, or um, physical um, just like the 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 yeah like all of those things seem to kind of combine itself through water and the and, and so I guess what I was wondering like also 
um, and you don't have to <laughs> answer all my questions all at once, but um, uh, I was just wondering about also how that plays into like abstraction in your paintings. Mm. Yeah. Like how? How that diffusion or that saturation or that entanglement, mm -hmm. or as I, like I was mentioning, hybridity, like how how all of that seems to um, play itself out in your in your kind of um, choices of like abstraction. Mm -hmm. That's so. Uh huh. Yeah, I think. I mean, the way that I make paintings. Is um, hmm. yeah, in relation to abstraction, that's actually like a hard question, but yeah, I think it's just this way of, I guess, okay, yeah, I think there's this way when I'm painting, I like think about kind of uh, like this. I feel like I'm sometimes I'm trying to describe something that's that's like hard to describe mm. or like maybe like something kind of yeah like ineffable or even like you're like sensing it in the dark or something or like you're mm. like you know like the way that you when at, at night when you're trying to like make out something but you don't know what it is mm. I kind of relate that or like I think to me the experience of making a painting is like similar to that this way of like trying to like make it out um without knowing exactly what it is and so you're yeah I guess like you're sensing it and you're like just like watching it kind of like appear slowly and I think working with water is kind of I don't know, to me it's conducive to that because there's like a, such a, uh, I mean, I often also like think about like the um, water time or like the like amount of time that like water takes to dry or just because like I think how, when, how uh, something looks when it's wet is so different than, or like a wet thing looks so different than a dry thing. And I think that like the, between that um, time of like wetness and dryness, I feel like there's so much, I don't know, like there's so much of uh, thought that happens in there for me. And I think definitely like the like wet mark influences the kind of, I don't know, like what it looks like once it's dry. And like even I even sometimes try to like emulate like a wet mark mm. with like you know like I try to like anticipate those things mm. and so yeah I guess it's kind of yeah this way of like describe trying to describe something and like I think like that's also the thing that's like also a quality of water right is that it if anything it describes the things around it like water doesn't really describe itself it like takes the shape of like whatever is trying to contain it, whether that be like an ocean or like a mm. cup. Actually, like I've been, like I watched um, a Bruce Lee documentary the other day. Yeah. And he has this really famous yeah. quote about water that uh, people can look up. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I love that quote. Yeah, yeah it's so... Yeah, 
And it just takes the shape of whatever uh-huh. vessel. Or... Well, and then like he, there's like this, the part in it where he talks about like how water is soft. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like. Also like, like it's one of the strongest things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's kind of, I mean, that's like, feels like a good segue to your work about like, I think, cause it's like, there's like a lot of soft things mm-hmm. or like it like starts us soft too. Mm. And like gets hard oh like the biomaterials yeah. yeah or like the way that like i guess like, like the different the changes of state feels like something that's really yeah that happens a lot <laughs> in <laughs> yeah it's i guess it's kind of like that because i mean one of the primary ingredients and one of the most essential ones in biomaterials or making um like biomaterials is water mm-hmm and you wait for that water to evaporate mm-hmm. and allow it to well you first allow it to kind of um be the be the substance in which everything else dissolves mm. and then um be it like the plant or organic matter in there that you're trying to um, make into a plastic or ceramic or glass or whatever but you need water mm-hmm. for it to sort of um, come together mm-hmm. um, into like a homogenous state and then the water and then once you like pour it um, into a mold and then you just wait for that sheet or um, object to dry and evaporate itself out so that you're left with um, whether like a flexible or more rigid material, depending on like the mm-hmm. the ratio of materials that also go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's uh, it's definitely like a like a component that acts as like a binder or like a connector mm-hmm. with all the other all the other ones. And I think for me, um, for this project anyway. It was um, less about like a focus of, um, I guess, the individual components of the biomaterials, but like the resulting biomaterial itself. Mm-hmm. And so, for like example, like I made um, like a like a bioplastic that is somewhat sort of flexible, kind of like you would think like a linoleum or a vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, a sheet um but it has a level of like rigidity or like a uh rigidity or i guess like a like a structure to it so that Mm -hmm. it can kind of hold itself up and then um the idea is that then these materials will then be um cut and then reshaped and fashioned into um armature Mm -hmm. and so that's sort of the project what i'm doing here is um taking it as a as a regenerative but also as you say like a evolving uh, material that can change throughout the course of its lifespan whether by um, hardening or changing its coloration or even even like growing like mm-hmm. microorganisms itself um, on its surface and those will uh, mm-hmm. make up the armatures that uh, that uh, will be the sculptures. So I'm, I'm making like bio armor that people can, especially um, POC um, individuals can uh, inhabit as a way of um, creating resiliency and self-care mm-hmm. and self-healing and to push back against what armor uh, has historically done, which is uh, shield... Um, mm-hmm. those in power 
and inflict uh, violence upon those who don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, like all this, all this came about because of a, a terminology in the um, police and military ballistic armor uh, plates that they use, um, which are called trauma plates. And I found that to be an ironic terminology because of the trauma that's inflicted upon um, mostly marginalized and underrepresented people by the police and the military. Um, And so I wanted to create a speculative armature that would allow us um, as individuals, but as collectives, as well as collectives, to transform um, gestures of violence or um, trauma into uh, gestures of healing and resiliency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was. I mean, I have so many questions. Like, what's plastic? <laughs> what but, is plastic? Yeah, or like, what yeah. makes something plastic? <laughs> yeah. You know, like such a kind of funny thing that even when you're kind of, I don't know, like you're not making plastic, but it's like still has that. Anyway, but that's like you can answer that's like just <laughs> over there. But I was like actually like this morning I was thinking about your work and this idea of like the armor as something that um I guess like I was like thinking about the armor as something that surrounds um a body or like that it uh yeah and that uh yeah surrounds it and kind of like holds it as well and I was thinking about the way that I think in your work I guess there's like also this way that like the material or like that the material maybe kind of embodies a body but also like vice versa that the way like a body embodies a material just like thinking about the way that you're uh, just like you know like these like regenerative um, points moments of contact between like a material and like a person's skin and so I was like mm-hmm. thinking about I guess how like there's this singular there's like the body that who's that's like touching these different materials but then I was like also thinking about the way that like once and because I think you kind of speak about it in a way where it's like almost is like, well, the whole it's like I think and I think this is like a, it's speculative, but it feels like you're kind of pointing to this moment where like those materials like fuses or like the body and like these like biomaterials kind of fuses or like becomes integrated in a way, I think, or like I, at least that's like what I understood mm when you were talking about kind of like these uh, moments in like speculative fiction. Um, and so, and so um, this, yeah, like this idea of like the bodies, the body kind of, I guess kind of expanding or like blurring the like boundaries of like where the body is and like, and how it relates to like all these different materials to me, like, 
I guess I was thinking about this word armor and like the other word that I kept thinking about was like the surround or like the way it surrounds you, but it's also like the way that you you are kind of uh, like, it's like your surroundings too, because like you're using these like materials from around us to like make um, an armor, you know? And so it's almost like as, a, and then like, the way that you're thinking about it too feels like reciprocal. So it like goes back. So there's like this idea of like your surroundings are kind of continuously, I don't know, like it feels like your surroundings like fall away and then come to surround you mm. again. And, um, and in that sense, the body also becomes like, I don't know, like it diffuses into like the, I don't, like the body of like water or like just like it's like a bigger body right mm. yeah I don't know yeah I mean I really like the way that you um the way you said that because it I do feel as though I'm always sort of um the, the thing that's exciting for me is that these materials are um they're they can like go back into the earth mm -hmm. after they're completed. And so there is like a, a very much a, like a, a connection with our own bodies, which are also very much organic and very much um, timely. <laughs> and, um, you know, we will also go back into um, the earth after uh, some time. And so when I am thinking about these structures um, or these armatures, I, I, I do often kind of um, wonder about yeah. whether they are like what what's actually holding what up? Mm -hmm. Like, is it us that's holding these armors up to our own bodies and like creating a f like a scaffolding for them? Or are they themselves the scaffolding for our own um, for our own like um, beings? Mm -hmm. And I think this like this interplay between, kind of um, it becoming like an extension of, but also an out output of like mm. our um, material and kind of like psychic processes creates like this um, really interesting symbiosis for me. And I think that uh, symbiosis is something that's, um, that I really am kind of getting at the heart of beyond like in this project, but also beyond it, mm -hmm. and which is like kind of trying to understand, we're trying to trying to kind of explore, I suppose, the the potential and the, the sort of like the wondrous potential of um, an alternative imagining for what we can be, mm -hmm. and that really goes into like futurisms. Um, particularly BIPOC futurisms and um, and how it creates this really um, this really generative and also generous uh, space for not knowing and the and not being sort of like the purveyor of knowledge mm. but rather just kind of a witness witness to sculptural or material change witness to um, like gestures that are maybe ephemeral and um, 
kind of um, almost undocumented when they are activated, when these armors are activated. And then just like a witness to how these this like connection between these materials and our own selves or between um, even the, the ideology of these materials, which is just like the, the notion of like um, multiple living things together um, creates like a, a like a mm. more of a lateral, like a horizontal, like a state of like just ex of living community. Yeah. And like collectivity. And I think that that's something that's really interesting to me as somebody who is um, like deeply adverse to like top down <laughs> hierarchies uh -huh. and um, uh, just this idea that um, through uh, through acknowledging the 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 multitudinous nature of like what we are made of already, like we are already like so like our bodies are so suffused with bacteria and fungus and microorganisms and water <laughs> and all of these things we are by no means just like what i mean the, the question of like what is it to be human and what is it to be me mm. is also like a, a question that seems to um like require us to examine what it is that makes us up cellularly mm. and anatomically and I think when we explore, like, even the surfaces of our skin, we realize that we are, like, mm -hmm. multitudes. Mm -hmm. And the fact that these um, biomaterials are kind of enacting uh, change through touching our bodies and, like, connecting with us, but also that somehow that they also, these microorganisms would be affected by the gestures we make mm -hmm. or the affects that we produce mm -hmm. is also really interesting. It's kind of like when people say, you know, if you yell at a plant, it'll die. Mm -hmm. And if you give it love, it'll, it'll thrive. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there is something really um, symbiotic about that and, and really exciting about that mm -hmm. potential. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I actually was thinking to like about yeah i thought a lot about you today <laughs> oh, i was like thinking about the yeah like kind of the affect or like the way that your work is kind of meant to um i guess produce a certain kind of or like the i don't know like in this in how i imagine when the person's like wearing this like i don't know face mask with like a chrysanthemums or I think mm -hmm. that's what yeah and um, chamomile yeah and camom yeah this like chamomile face mask like I feel like there's like a sense of like uh yeah like I guess an affect that is that gets produced from like those moments of like you know touch but also like the actual like healing properties of those materials um and yeah I guess I was like thinking about like this kind of uh the haptic mm. and the effectual mm -hmm. and like how and like I mean I think it like how yeah the the haptic and uh the haptic and effectual like information that is generated but like in these kinds of uh in in the materials that you work with they're so like 
you know, tactile. And then also like there's like all these properties that you're working with. Like I guess I was wondering about like how that might affect the form that you're making. Hmm. Yeah, I mean I I think I've um I think I've been so preoccupied with um, sculptures, like um, like the formal nature of sculpture, because mm-hmm. um, that's what it kind of I, I and like whether it's in the form of installation or video or all of these things. There's like a, a sculptural, um, like the visual is so sculptural, and uh, with this project and then with my continued research into these sort of ideas, I started to lean sort of like kind of um, expand from that and almost lean like in a different direction, which is what is it to be like um, fully sensorial? Mm -hmm. And um, how does the like even questions of like, what is the olfactory connection Mm. between our like... uh, like our sense of well-being when we're when we're inhabiting these forms and these bioarmors, if it smells like chamomile mm-hmm. <laughs> versus if it smells like I don't know, like I don't know, vinegar <laughs> or alcohol or starch or all number of other things. And so there's there's that, and then there's the 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 textural and the and the the way that it feels, like the coolness of the of the gelatin or the agar mm. on your skin, kind of like imagine yourself like with like this really nice, thick sort of uh, cold face mask uh. that, um, and like facial treatment. <laughs> um, and then you just, you can just feel this like, um, there, there is a, there's such a, a form of like, of release and, and relaxation and that goes, I think, beyond just, like the physical, because the physical is so tied to the emotional and the affective, right? And so when we feel very cold, it's not just a bodily cold, it's our entire emotional psychic being that's just completely kind of shutting down and and just focused on on like the, the rigidity of the cold. And I think it's the same when we get like a really nice massage mm. or we like somebody touches us in like a like in, with affection, where there is a there is such a a powerful like energy that s- diffuses from that that I think can't be discounted when when you think about how sculpture works on the body or how art visual art works on the body in in so many different ways and so if we want to explore the full scope of it then we have to also explore the full scope of what what our senses can do and what, what our senses also can't perceive, mm-hmm. which is also maybe a more subconscious mm. layering that happens um, on like a more, on, on a more uh, like subtle level maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, like turning maybe back to your, your work. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I wonder maybe if there, there is something also in your exploration of of these like abstractions or even just the water or the the saturations that we I was mentioning before like how does how does the like 
Because you, cause you said, like you mentioned, that sometimes you tend towards wanting that wet effect to do certain things as it dries. And so there is like a, I think, mm. a, a touch quality or a tactile mm -hmm. quality, especially because you use paper and there's like this wrinkling, rippling, um, you know, crackling component to the actual surface of your work. Mm -hmm. I mean, how, like, I wonder what, what, what is your sort of, um, fully full full embodied <laughs> <laughs> experience with the work as you make it and mm -hmm. then as you encounter it right yeah i think the the kind of the wetness thing is such a or like just like the not the thing but like the quality of wetness is such a like is something that I really, yeah, that's uh, like that I really pay attention to when I'm working. I think I find, yeah, maybe like this fleet, like the fleetingness of like, of that, of wetness. Um, and like how it, I mean, it, how it dries basically or how it, yeah, eventually like will evaporate. Like I find that to be so, I don't know. I think there's like so much for me, like in that state, like, I guess like I think of it as like a, yeah, as a state, like this, like being wet. And I feel like I, I don't know, like the way that like, um, when it's wet, it feels like it's, yeah, I guess it's like, feels like it's suspended in water mm. or like it's like kind of, yeah, it's saturated. So there's, yeah, it feels like it almost, it feels like speculative mm. or something. Or like there's like this idea of like, you know, where that it's yet, it's not dry yet. So it's like kind of continues to change. And I think that's something that I'm really, yeah, yeah, that's something that I'm like kind of um, interested in working with and like how, just like what kinds of things are revealed like once that wet quality um, evaporates. Uh, yeah, and I guess like in really, I mean, it's so like, yeah, in relation to like that kind of tactility. Like I think there's like a fragility mm -hmm. to like the materials I work with when they're, especially when they're wet. And, but at the same time, I don't know, I try to like not be, I don't know, I think I try to like not to be like too fragile about it, mm. even but because I think I actually, I think like something happens when like the paper that I work with gets wet. It feels like it becomes some, it changes like, or like maybe it like reorients. So I, I'm, this is all like speculation, but like <laughs> right. maybe like the fibers are like yeah. reorienting or something. Cause it, cause after it dries, it feels changed. Hmm. Um, and does it feel like that every, for every iteration of drying? Mm. like every subsequent iteration yeah like or like there's also like paint gets built up mm -hmm. and so 
um, like it, yeah, like sometimes it feels like it's like becomes coded in something. I don't know. I'm like really interested in this thing too, like how I like also like sometimes paint with just water and no pigment and like how water actually like leaves a mark or like what I think there's like also it's like a point in the material I think where like just like the more you kind of continues to work on it like when it water doesn't always dry like clear like it sometimes mm -hmm. it dries like with like a stain mm -hmm. but it was just water right you know I'm like and I'm like really interested in in that because it feels like yeah this it feels like this material like the material of water is like it's doing something even though we can't I can't you can't really I mean I can see it actually but yeah. like we don't usually perceive it right you know and um, there's different I guess it would be different if you would maybe like get water from different sources right mm -hmm. because the water itself contains hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of different microorganisms and bacteria and yeah. all these things and so like of course it would leave a stain but then also it's that staining is uh, conducive of all the living organisms that are now inhabiting mm -hmm. your your paper and, mm -hmm. your, and kind of interacting with your painting and your right. paint yeah, yeah, yeah and how it uh, that's also I think really um, interesting because then you start thinking about like the yeah in in some other in like another way like a symbiosis between uh, like how the water determines like where like how the pigments show up uh -huh. also maybe it's determined by the hardness of your water uh -huh. or by the, the by the contents of your water yeah and then the hard, uh -huh. yeah yeah i really like yeah i, I like i I, yeah, I think all the water that comes out of your faucet is like the most immediate water. And so I think, I don't know, I'm almost, I'm kind of like interested in this like. Uh, but that's also connected to like the source, right? Yes. Like the pipes and yeah. yeah. But like the thing that's coming out of the, yeah, but it, but that's like, it comes from, yeah. yeah it, it's yeah. the water of like where you are. It's like the thing that. Yeah. So I'm kind of. Um, so it's also like a marker in a way, like an invisible marker of your domestic mm -hmm. or like in like the architecture of that space, mm. right? Like the water that you use, maybe even in Centrum yes. <laughs> in their old <laughs> studio building uh -huh. might be have like a different content than the uh -huh. water that you get um, back in Vancouver, yeah. maybe. Um, uh -huh. So then it starts, I guess, pointing at lineage too, in a way. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I like I like that idea of like water touching architecture or like yeah. that because I think to me like that's like kind of I think that's closer to like how I approach it. It's like how water kind of interacts with yeah like these structures that we find ourselves mm -hmm. in. Or like I think that's like I'm I resonate with that more than like kind of i don't know i mean like i love like the ocean but i think that's almost like too much to grasp 
Mm-hmm. But like the water that kind of is like in the pipes of our houses. Yeah. Feel like yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's also something to it that we don't really think about that. Mm-hmm. Or like that that's like our kind of a form of water that we just like, you know, kind of yeah. take for granted too. Yeah. It's uh it just really makes me think of uh sort of your interest in in diaspora too and how like the water that you use maybe like even in your parents' house mm-hmm. in Canada is different and how it like speaks to the the domestic space there mm. and the, the yeah <laughs> and how it also like you said and um when you were quoting Bruce Lee <laughs> uh, like yeah it takes the shape of that those pipes and it takes the shape of the space but it also like maybe it like takes the mm. like chemical components of it are now like inside you too because you've consumed that water mm-hmm. and so there mm. is like a um like a mm-hmm. irreversible tether now to like this to the spaces that you've inhabited and that your work has inhabited. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that the kind of water that you can consume. Mm. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, I guess that like, I feel like there's, yeah, that kind of is reminding me of like the way that, like the um, reciprocity or like this, the reciprocity of like, with uh, the reciprocal qualities of like the materials that you work with, or just like the way that it like is something that can affect you, but you can also like affect it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think reciprocal is a good word for for both our works, or the way that we explore uh, mm. our our ancestry and our histories and mm. our materials. I think there is a, and I think that the, I think I really, what I really resonated with when I was at your, in your studio was that there was, um, there was like a level, I think you were mentioning it too before, like you, you kind of, you're feeling in the dark Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate that, um, uh, kind of ambivalence and this like in in a, in a, in a openness, um, to not knowing. Mm-hmm. but also not like just going and turning on the lights you know if we were to play into that metaphor or like it, it's it's not like a, a complete like mm. immediate need to know or to under I need see. to see completely but mm-hmm. an exploration and a um one that's uh i think patient enough that like it, you allow for that space to just emerge mm-hmm. um and i think that there's something in there that i really um identify with when it comes to uh, working with these materials or any other materials that i work with is always just like let's just see what happens mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just see what it will it will turn out to be yeah and you're almost kind of letting the material guide you in this um reciprocal relationship mm-hmm. yeah 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 i mean yeah there's i actually was thinking about 
the process of you making. I mean, I think when I was at your studio the other day, I was so like when as soon as you like framed it as cooking, it took such a turn. Or like I think it like it, I really it like spoke to me so much when you were like, oh, it's it's just like cooking, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how yeah, like how this, yeah, I guess like I to me like cooking is such a responsive like process you're just like you know kind of like looking and seeing what happens and tasting as you go and like kind of making adjustments based on like what you're sensing mm -hmm. um i feel like yeah like sensing is that the kind of thing that you're describing earlier like of like um not turning on the lights right away but like instead paying attention to like what you're sensing um but cooking, do I have a question about cooking? <laughs> I mean, I definitely think it's a, <laughs> it's like a thing, I think for especially, I don't know. I, I mean, I grew up uh, with no, with my mom teaching me how to cook. Mm -hmm. um, and she learned from her mom and she taught me the same way she learned, which was there's no recipe actually written down. And everything is word of mouth mm. and there's no measurements. And it's really literally just like put a dash, a pinch, like a handful, maybe that's as close as it gets, like approximation. Mm -hmm. But really it's just like you taste it, you see it, you check it, mm -hmm. you do it. And so it's like that kind of mentality, I think, in, in cooking um, kind of suffuses into, I think... Um, art making mm. in the sense that it's just always like mm. you know you just try it and you see it you, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you experiment yeah. you no know, not, not everyone's gonna like your food but mm -hmm. you give it a shot um yeah but it's also a, an act of um i always felt that uh cooking was like an act of like um nourishing so many different parts of mm -hmm. yeah, like not only like the individual but also the collective mm -hmm. and how it's it's like a it's like the one uh, for me it was like the one thing that like brought like our family together mm -hmm. in a specific time it, it it kind of um became this like the dining room like the dining table which was on the floor for us for a long time and we like ate on the floor or we sat on the floor and we had like a table and it is just always this like um like this moment to to kind of discuss or share or even just even just like eat in silence but eat together mm -hmm. and i think there is like a nourishing quality to that 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 i'm always sort of um i guess looking for in making work whether it's mm. something that like feeds back into myself but also like feeds outwardly mm -hmm. in some way um and maybe that's again like maybe that is like the symbiotic you know um balanced reciprocal nature of what we're both looking for yeah yeah i think i what i was kind of yeah like to me like cooking or like just like th having that uh kind of framework around it implied so much like lineage mm. and also like 
to me like a kind of futurism or like because i think yeah i guess like i was like kind of even yeah you know because like recipes are like meant are like this thing that's like meant to be or like they are this thing that is passed down and changes but it's also like because it's food it is like also what will help you like survive into you know the mm-hmm. future and so i was like thinking about yeah i guess like rest like the idea of like the recipe as a kind of i guess yeah like futurism mm. and like also like relationally or like the way that recipes are also relational and um i mean like i think yeah maybe this is like kind of like veering a bit far from like the work but i was like wondering about like what you thought about like the form of the recipe or like a, about mm. a recipe as a form or something yeah yeah i really like that uh that take i i think it's um because it like the the way that the biomaterials are made in particular for this project it becomes like this um this cookbook almost yeah. like a future future cookbook or futurism cookbook for um and the cookbook in in like doesn't have to always mean that it's you know <laughs> consumable by human Mm-hmm. mouths <laughs> yeah like cook- cooking for other <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but it's like cooking for i don't know like cooking for the like for an idea uh-huh or for like a, a proposal for the future mm, it's or like for the, your surrounding yeah and so i think that those recipes like a recipe is really just like a, a like a set of like a list of lists of items right or um mm. ideas or even just like subjects that can be put together and essentially um, add up to something that that it wasn't before on its own singularity. And so I think that that like, so it like in the most like traditional form, you think of like, okay, I put, you know, flour, salt, water, and yeast, and I get bread. Um, all those things combined um, gives me um, something that was different from what it was on their own. Um, but in the other Mm. sense, you can kind of extrapolate from that maybe. And if you're thinking about like futurisms Mm. and the possibilities of how we can imagine a more equitable, ecologically, racially, socially equitable future for ourselves, what components are required or should maybe come together to result in those possibilities Mm. And this is just one sort of proposal. This this body of work is like one recipe mm-hmm. for this possibility of like coalescing into this future bread, <laughs> future loaf. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Or maybe like, I don't know if you've seen the movie, um, uh, Everything All yeah. at Once. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like the, it's like the everything bagel. Mm-hmm. the future <laughs> but in that movie the everything bagel is like <laughs> yeah it's like this scary. ominous like uh-huh. whole but it's also i think it was also like this beautiful proposal of um you know this uh 
I mean, it was just like delicious looking, mm. you know, potential that held everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that right. it was impossible to encompass all things, but it it does. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and the fact that it's a bagel is just like the best thing mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> and I was like, of course, if the universe was anything, it'd be a bagel. Right. <laughs> that that makes me think about this kind of. Uh, yeah, I guess like it makes me think about this uh, a kind of hybridity that like uh, incorporates everything. Yeah. yeah, and and the fact that it's um, I don't know. I, I think that the f- the fact that it has this uh, quality to kind of uh, regenerate is also a quality that can nourish. It's a mm. quality that can go back into these ideas of like healing and restoration and something that you and your work I think also kind of um we we were touching on um in your studio visit about like repair mm. and maybe there is like a um, a reparative quality to proposing these these types of works that I think are um, maybe that's where kind of our, our works despite their like very disparate maybe mediums like overlap right mm-hmm. And I don't know if you wanted to talk a little bit more about like the um, the integration of your like um, uh, fabrics mm-hmm. or like the reparative qualities that you're exploring. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'm like I brought a bunch of my grandmother's patchworks here with me. Um, I think I've been. Oh, I like have a kind of intuitive like attraction to them as like these like really beautiful like abstract like color block kind of forms with like you know like really amazing like color combinations and Mm -hmm. patterns and stuff and like they're pretty uh some of them are pretty tattered because they were she was like using them as rags or like they were used as rags, but also like made out of ra- like rags. Like they're just like made out of like a lot of like refuse. Mm-hmm. And so like one of the gestures I've been trying, or like I've just been like you know kind of repairing some of them because it feels like what you should do to things that are like a little bit falling apart that are falling apart. So I've been experimenting with that of like kind of yeah repairing these fabrics but I've also been like the thing that I've been doing that I've done here actually that has been kind of new is like I've also been like um uh painting the like I'm kind of taking patches or like certain patches with that has a pattern on them I'm recreating them as paintings Mm -hmm. um and it's been interesting because it makes me like there's like this one patch in particular that to me just like looks like the ocean mm-hmm. or like it looks like the ocean and then like it, she like cut this like rectangular patch and it was like meant to be the patch for like a circular hole and so like on one side of the patch you just see like this perfect like circle of like it looks like the like the ocean glinting 
Mm. So it looks like you're like looking through like a porthole mm-hmm. kind of thing. And when I made it, so like I was like looking at that, and then when I translated translated it into a painting, I don't know, like it was like this. It felt like it was like. It felt like it was like actualizing it into an ocean or something. Like it felt like that 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 there was something that was happening from that translation where like the things. I guess it was like the things that I was like projecting and like imbuing on it. It felt like I was actually like materializing them mm. or something. So it felt like this. I don't know, like more than like repair it, more than repairing. It felt like I was. I don't know. It felt it felt like a more. Um, I guess it just like yeah, it just like felt like really generative or something. Mm. Do to you like f- extrapolate. Yeah. Did you feel like it was like a um, that transformation of material from the fabric onto the like into a painting? Was it like a? Did it reconstitute itself in like a different way? Like, did it take um, on a new? like a new like half-life or like did, did it kind of create a new like seedling of itself or mm-hmm. did you find that it was more like a um like a referent like a reference mm. yeah I, I think it did more than just like refer mm-hmm. i think it was like yeah i guess like yeah constitute is a nice word like it felt like it like became the thing that I was it imagining it to mm. be. You know, like instead of like me kind of just like projecting that it was like an ocean. Yeah, yeah. Onto this patch. It like be it became an image of an ocean in my painting. But I think I guess I don't know, like that the way that I kind of I guess inter the 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 way that like I was able to like intervene intervene and turn it into something I found yeah it was like interesting because that's also like so different than how I usually make paintings you know like I'm not usually like I don't usually have source material Mm -hmm. and so yeah it just it felt like invigorating to kind of have something be so yeah I think I guess like I was also thinking about how like clarity is uh clarity is um something that I kind of aspire to or like that in in my work I think that's usually like how I know something is complete is if it feels clear or like if it feels like out of this kind of because like I think there's so many moments before something is done where it feels like it's just chaotic and like all over the place, but there's like a moment of clarity that's so like hard to ignore that you have to like that I I don't know at least for me I like really I'm like okay that's like that's when I know something's finished and I think that there was just yeah like there was something so clear about seeing that pattern Mm. that way when it was translated that it felt good Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think that's um it's funny that you say that in a way and i i I guess i wonder what i want to i would love to hear you (laughs) unpack the word like 
clarity just because of the way that your your paintings have this sort of uh, opacity to them mm. and this like the depth to them that's almost uh, like um, because of all the layers of paint and the, and, and the, the fact that they become in some places like incredibly dark or shaded. Um, so there's like a um, almost like a refusal to let in like light. I wonder even if you like took it off the wall, whether it would light would even penetrate in some of these areas. And so with this opacity and this almost um, uh, uh, denial or like a, um, uh, a withholding of opacity or, or like clarity or transparency mm -hmm. maybe, like where, like how do you see, like is clarity more like a, the, the, by, by clarity do you mean like the affective quality of like just knowing when something is done mm. or do you like i would love to hear what you mean by <laughs> more clarity, clarity. <laughs> yeah i think i think i guess like when i see when i use that word it's like when something um when something is described in a way that feels like i understand the picture <laughs> or like it's yeah, like yeah. this quality of like oh that's what is happening oh i see yeah here like it i think it i think of clarity as a kind of this like i guess a summation or like it feels like it's you know like i'm uh, yeah i guess like when something is clear to me it's like i it's when i'm understanding all of the parts hmm. and like how like all of the parts are functioning and like yeah, sure, like, a lot of those things can be, like, about, uh, a lot of them are, like, opaque and, like, not transparent, but it's, like, also about, like, understanding, like, you know, like, why that part is not transparent and, like, what, I guess, what you want people mm. to see and understand also. Mm -hmm. I think that's what clarity. What, what do you <laughs> yeah. think clarity means? No, that's what I thought. But I, I was just trying to, because I, I just thought that the word was so striking to me, just simply because of the quality of water mm -hmm. and the quality of your like watercolors and the the, the layering and like the, um, yeah, and the, the colorations that I've seen in your work. Um, I just I, that something about that word. Yes. Struck me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We're just realizing that we are like past yeah. time, I guess. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Yeah. Thanks so much for, I feel like just the past, yeah, like the, the like kind of past converse, like all the conversations we've had while being your husband. So, um, yeah, like generative for me and also like really affirming to like hear you uh, engage with my work and I think understand it. So mm. thank you. Yeah, thank you. I thought it was, um, I mean, it was so nice to have those um, undocumented, <laughs> um, unrecorded sessions and the and we were like walking on the beach or just yeah. visiting each other's studios and chatting. Um, and I, I think I'm, 
I'm happy that those took place yeah. before this recording went. <laughs> Even though, like, maybe there are things in, in there that, I don't know, could have been in here, but... That's just for us. Yeah, it's just for us, yeah. which I think is also a level of, um, I guess, just, like, non transparency in a way Opacity. that I pref I like um, just that there are some things that are more intimate and mm -hmm. spontaneous and happenstance mm -hmm. and those things are also precious yes too so yeah this is great and yeah. we'll have more of those yeah yeah <laughs> so. we will keep talking for sure yeah okay great thank you for joining us today this podcast was recorded and edited by staff at Centrum. Music is by Tabor Dark and cover art is by Leon Finley, both alums of Centrum's residency program. If you've enjoyed this series, please check out our archive of artist conversations and other podcasts available wherever you listen. Leave us a review and share with a friend that helps support and head over to centrum.org to learn about our programs, become a participant or donate. We are grateful to have you in our creative community and look forward to bringing you more conversations from artists and creatives.